Hey, Las Vegas, it's Crystal Heath. You're listening to The Friddle Show on KVXL 11.1 FM Experience Liberty Radio from Liberty Baptist Church. And we have really, I think, a fantastic show for you today. I'm going to tell you what's coming up. But first, uh, in case you didn't hear, we're just going to hit on a couple highlights real quick because the the bulk of our program today is going to be focused on one thing. But um, Nikki Haley has uh, has stepped down as ambassador to the UN. I am saddened by this. I think that she was the best ambassador to the UN that we have possibly ever had. Huge proponent for the state of Israel, was not afraid uh, to stand up and represent the United States on the world stage. She did something pretty masterful, though, which, and you know, I, I applaud the president for many of his uh, his accomplishments, but uh, maintaining a solid um, cabinet, if you will, has not necessarily been a forte thus far. And what Nikki Haley has managed to do is something that I, I don't, I can't think of anyone else from the Trump administration who has done this, but she has, on her own terms, 100%, amicably, 100%, and with an enhanced reputation, like she has a better reputation now than she did prior to serving uh, on the UN. She has managed to to step aside from a public position at the peak of her game. And, and I don't think that any other, I, I can't think of anyone else in the Trump administration who's done this on their own terms with an enhanced uh, reputation than when they went in. Just an incredible woman. An incredible testimony. You should go read about her her story if you haven't uh, done so already or you aren't familiar with her. Uh, fantastic ambassador to the UN. She will be missed. There was some speculation early on that she was going to primary the president in 2020. She has made very clear that she has no intentions of running for anything in 2020. Uh, I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe she'll she'll jump in and slide into uh, Kavanaugh's seat that is now vacant on the D.C. Uh, district uh, court. Who knows. Who knows? Maybe she will. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe uh, Lindsey Graham will go to Attorney General, and Haley will slide into the Senate seat in South Carolina. Uh, there are so many possibilities. She says she's not running in 2020, but there's no way, in my opinion, that we have seen the last of Nikki Haley. I would love to see her be our first female president someday uh, down the line. But just uh, our thanks to her for just serving so incredibly well at the UN. She just is a phenomenal woman, phenomenal person, and she will uh, be missed. Also in the news, uh, we have the Clintons are starting a, uh, a nationwide tour. They will be speaking uh, around the country and engaging folks. I, I It is a marvel to me that a man like Brett Kavanaugh can just be decried and butchered and protested over something that there is zero evidence of him doing uh, and therefore I think we have to say he did not do so this man can just be destroyed uh, even today for something that he didn't do and decried by the left and the Me Too movement and all of that but then you have someone like President Bill Clinton whom we know did things that were uh, less than moral and less than appreciated, shall we say. And yet somehow, he is nonetheless hailed as a hero and is given platforms where he's given millions of dollars to speak to people. Uh, but Brett Kavanaugh, who's never... <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't get it. Um, and then on top of that, not only are they going on this tour, but Hillary Clinton, she did an interview for CNN earlier this week, I believe it was on Tuesday morning on, on some CNN program, and she was asked about, you know, uh, how we move forward 
uh, how we find common ground, all that sort of thing. I don't remember exactly the phrasing of the question, but her response was that, you ca- quote, you cannot be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, unquote. I'm sorry, what? You cannot be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for? That, in essence... That is exactly what Democrats have always wanted to do with Republicans and what Republicans want to do with Democrats. Like, the, the whole issue is that we stand for different things and that we have uh, different beliefs. And so if you, if you can't be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, that, that works both ways. And essentially what she's calling for is just complete incivility in the political process. And I, I don't understand that. I don't know why we are giving... Uh, these individuals a platform to the level that we continue to give them when Hillary is calling for complete and utter political chaos essentially and her husband is uh, is is of infinitely more uh, uh, character flaw than Brett Kavanaugh who we are still saying is not fit somehow uh, to serve on the Supreme Court apparently these things make no sense to me but there you have it those are the political lines of the now the vast majority of our program in fact in in just a few moments we're going to switch over to to talking with uh with captain rich fletcher he was our our captain up at the northwest area command which uh, liberty uh, our church used to be in his uh if you were from the East Coast, we call it a precinct out here. It's an area command. We were in his area command for a long time. Now we're in the Bolden area command, but he's been a huge friend uh, to our ministry. He's now running for assembly down uh, in Henderson. So outside of our listening area, it's not likely that uh, that he's running for assembly where you live. Uh, but he's a, 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 a very um, informed, educated man. He's a fantastic listener, which is, I think, what has helped him be so educated and uh, and he's running for assembly and he is uh, very much familiar with the uh, the ballot questions that are being presented this year I'm sure you've seen uh, the commercials you've heard the arguments that are being presented by by commercials the question is do you know what the ballot questions are do you have any idea other than what you know some teacher is supposedly uh, telling you about energy costs and if that's accurate or some celebrity that's uh, telling you about energy costs if they're accurate like how do you get to the truth of the matter and if there's a question three like there's a one and a two then right and you've heard probably about question six that means there's four and five there are six total ballot questions that will be on your ballot this year and uh, Captain Fletcher is going to join us for pretty much the remainder of our program and talk with us about those ballot questions. Now, I will, uh, I will preface our conversation by saying this. Uh, both Captain Fletcher and myself have uh, very strong opinions because we have both looked at each one of these ballot questions on our own. And uh, we, we have strong opinions as to where we fall and what we think and how we would vote on each one of these. But that's not what we're trying to do in today's program. Now, there are a couple that that we'll probably say, you know, yeah, we just we think this on this or we think that on that one. Uh, And there's going to be a few that we will actually fall on different sides of the of the ballot question as as he might be. Yes, or I might be. No, there there are some of that because these ballot questions, uh, generally speaking, it's not something where it falls down uh, party lines, whereas generally when it would come to a party issue or something that would be of a moral uh, importance, 
he and I would fall on the same side of the spectrum. But with these ballot questions, these aren't necessarily issues that uh, are, are of a moral nature. Um, I mean, I, I understand that everything is moral, but, but you understand what I'm saying. It's not like a pro-life issue or a marriage issue. It's not like that. These ballot questions are more, uh, there's more to it um, than simply a, a black and white. And uh, we, we, we largely agree um, on, on most of them, but like you will soon discover while listening, you may be a little bit like, I, I really don't know which I, which I like. And you're going to have to do your own research to come to your own uh, conclusion. But again, we, we are not trying to present necessarily uh, in this what we think about each of the ballot questions or how we will be voting uh, when it comes to those. Because we're, what we're trying to do is to simply give you the information of this is what this ballot question uh, would accomplish or wouldn't accomplish depending on whether or not it is voted uh, into law. So we're trying to give you more of a, a broad look at what, what each of these questions are so that when you go into the voting booth, the only thing you've heard about them isn't what some random person you've never met is telling you on TV, but that you actually have an understanding of, of what it entails if we pass these ballot measures or if we don't pass these ballot measures. Again, not necessarily presenting our personal opinions on these. If you want to know what I personally think or how I'm voting on one of these ballot measures or why, uh, you're more than welcome to come and, and talk with me about it personally. I'll sit down with you for coffee sometime if you'd like. Uh, I won't be drinking coffee, but you can if you want to. And because uh, I, I just don't like coffee, that's why. And we can talk about what I, I think in depth, but this is just uh, what we're going to be doing here today is just giving you kind of a, an overview of these ballot questions, all six of them, and, uh, and how they would impact you as a, as a Nevadan, as a Las Vegan, and, uh, and your family. So don't go away. We'll be back in just a minute or two, if that, and, uh, and we'll dive right in with Captain Fletcher and talk about these ballot questions that will be coming up uh, this uh, this election cy cycle. So don't go away. We'll be back. 101.1 FM, Experience Liberty Radio from Liberty Baptist Church in Las Vegas. And welcome back. You're listening to The Frittle Show on KVXL 101.1 FM, Experience Liberty Radio from Liberty Baptist Church in Las Vegas. Today we have a very special guest, our friend, do we call you Captain Fletcher still? Do you prefer if we don't do that? <laughs> when you when you get elected, we'll just call you Assemblyman. But until then, like this weird land in between, what what do you want us to call it, you? It is weird. Uh, it is weird. And I've tried to stop people from doing that, but that's how uh, they refer to me. And so I just accept it. So You just accept the fact that you will forever be a captain? Right, and yes. unless I get elected. Would that be a promotion, though, or a demotion? Should we not talk about that? Is it better... I think I'm working harder now yeah? in retirement than I did at the police department. Interesting. Interesting. Is that because you have to knock on doors all day instead of just when someone's in trouble? Or That's right. It's, yeah. uh, you know, you, we've knocked on over 6,000 doors and just you meet some really good people out there and yeah. you meet people with issues that are not being addressed. And that's one of the reasons why I decided to throw sure. my hat in the ring. Sure. So you are... Um, Sorry about that. I had to fix our fix our sound here for a second. You are running, but not up here. So for those that are in our listening area, we don't get to vote for you. That's one of the reasons why I wanted you to come on and talk about this, because you're not someone that we can encourage anyone in our listening area to, to vote for because you're not in our listening area. But yeah. that doesn't negate the fact that somebody is running for assembly in our listeners area, and they should know who that is, right? 
they absolutely should know. And if you think about it, state politics has a bigger impact on your life than federal. Sure. Um, so, yes, it's very important to get to know who's running, do your research, and figure out which person you want to vote for. It's not always along party lines either. Right. It could be what's the ber- best person. Right. And that's what we always encourage. My district's on the east side of town, and correct, nobody listening to this channel <laughs> should vote for me. That would be bad. That would be bad. That would be bad. As much as we do appreciate you oh, here at Liberty, eh, it will be bad. I, I can't vote for you. I'm sorry. Nope. Don't do it. But <laughs> but you need to find out who your assembly people are. Talk about that for just a second, if you would, how state politics is more important than anyone realizes. You know, everybody knows who's running for Senate. Everybody is like, Oh, presidential election year, I'm going to go and vote. But we really don't think about it in the in-between years, especially the off years. Like Nevada, we only even vote every two years, generally speaking. So it kind of gets lost in the shuffle when it's not the presidential election and all everything. Right. But why, why is state politics so important? Well, it's important uh, because we know we have to pay the federal taxes. We get that. Right. And Nevada does not have a state tax. But we make the laws. Uh, we do... Uh, create taxes when needed, um, and that has a direct effect on your pocketbook. Right. And this election, while it's a midterm election, meaning non-presidential, usually has lower voter turnout. Yeah. There's some huge issues on the ballot um, that we're going to talk about, and there's also some talk out there about wanting to raise taxes. Mm-hmm. Particularly property taxes. In particular, property taxes, and that's huge. And I'll tell you this, I have not met one person yet. <laughs> Who's in favor of raising says, property taxes? Oh, please raise my property taxes. <laughs> yeah, well, you're not going to meet one here either because Thank I would you. prefer, if we can find someone who would lower those, that would be fine with me. I, I don't mind if we lower them. But, uh, yeah, well, raising remember, taxes if we good. lower taxes, we have to fill a void. That's true. That's true. I'm, I'm thinking casinos. We just, you know, raiders are coming. If you know how much they're charging for licenses to have the privilege of buying tickets at Raider Stadium. I feel like we could just pass that on to them. But that's another topic (laughs) for another time. That took me out of the prices. But you know what's funny? We (laughs) have 45 million people visit this city. Isn't that amazing? Every year. Not the state, just the city. And I think that we do pretty well taxing them with the hotel rooms. Mm. I'd be interested to know how can we tap into some of that money they're spending elsewhere besides gaming. Sure. Sure, that's fair. And yeah. uh, we're talking billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. So, and I think with the the marijuana laws, which you know I've never used, but um, same. There's got to be if the state law says it's okay now. We need to take that money out of the rating day funds and start using it where yeah. it needs to be used. Yeah. Okay, so let's get to why you are here. Um, <laughs> if anyone has any sort of access to a television or YouTube or anything like that. They're seeing that there's a ballot question, in particular ballot question three. We're going to go over all of them because if there's a three, that must mean there's a one and a two and there's a six. So there's a four and a five. Right. There's more than ballot question three, but three is the one that we see all the time. And there's some random Nevada teacher telling us, oh, vote no on three. And then there's a property brother that's like, oh, no, vote yes on three. And there's good people, I believe, on both sides of this issue. So I wanted to have you here today. We'll, we'll hit on three and six because I think they're the two biggest ones first, and then we'll touch on the others as well. But um, 
So ballot question three. I'm gonna I'm just gonna read it because this is what people are actually gonna see on their ballot, and then mm-hmm. we'll talk about it. So question three is this: It says, "Shall Article One of the Nevada Constitution be amended to require the legislature to provide by law for the establishment of an open, competitive retail electric energy market that prohibits the granting of monopolies and exclusive franchises for the generation of electricity?" Okay, would you like to put that in English for our listeners? <laughs> well. Basically, Nevada energy uh, is the sole source of energy. Sure. You know, unless people have solar. Sure. Or wind. Um, Which is what they're referencing here with the monopolies. Correct. So basically, that's the only place, like you said, unless you have solar or wind that you yourself are powering, Nevada energy is your only option. Right. Proponents believe that if they deregulate that, meaning they get rid of the monopoly, um, other companies will come in and through competitive marketing enterprise prices will go down sure opponents say different yeah Uh, they say no the prices will go up so that's it in a very basic nutshell Uh, but question three out of the six ballot questions is by far the most important Mm -hmm. because we are all rate payers right we all pay for energy right it's not something that we can't get away from sure so um, obviously we're going to talk more in depth but that in a nutshell is what it is. Do we deregulate or do we keep it the same? So let's talk about what people, you you presented both arguments essentially. So let's talk a little bit more in depth about that. So people that are saying, you know, we can't do this. People will lose jobs if we do this. The world will come to an end if we deregulate because we will become California. Um, There is some merit to that. Other states have seen higher rates after deregulation, but there's also the possibility that that would not happen too and just because NV energy might not be the monopoly doesn't mean that there would not be jobs still in energy right so talk about that side of it for a minute if you would so a little context um, depending on what study you look at mm. um, gives you different rankings for Nevada if you look at the US Energy Information Administration website we pay about 11 11.34 cents per kilowatt hour. Yeah. Okay. Not bad. Uh, if you look at the NPR, we pay, um, well, it doesn't say what we pay, but we're ranked 34 in the nation for good to bad. And so 34 is obviously on the bad end. Mm-hmm. Uh, another study ranks as 10th that says we pay only 8.39 kilowatt okay. per hour. Overall, though, uh, most studies rank us at number 32 okay. in the nation. So the proponents do have a point. They say that we can, if we deregulate, we can drop that price down. Mm-hmm. Um, most people don't think about how many kilowatt hours they use per month, but we know the sure. average bill is around $300. Yeah. And it could even spike a lot higher in the, in summer, the summertime. Yeah, ouch. So proponents say that by deregulation, we'll allow companies to come in. Uh, they'll, they themselves will get into a price war, drive the prices down. Opponents say, no, there'll be a collusion where they get together and say, hey, let's set, set the, the price here. Sure. Okay, then next week we'll bring it here. Uh, remember, right now we have the Public Utilities Commission mm-hmm. that oversees Nevada Energy and says this is the price. And that's what they're talking about with the Constitution. Like It's literally written into our Constitution that they're the ones that say, hey, this is how it's going to work. Correct. And if this does get passed, and we'll talk about some data uh, reference voters, 
Um, that will go into Article One of the Nevada State Constitution. It's uh, the the wording itself is over 500 words, and I'll leave you a copy uh, with it so you can post on your sites. But uh, I think the concern from the opponents is it's going to wipe out a lot of existing energy infrastructure uh, language that we have language, in okay. laws that we already have. Like right now, solar owners, solar power owners. Uh, they're on a tier system, mm -hmm. and the ones who've gotten in now uh, are able to uh, rebate up to 95% of the energy, and that keeps going down as we go through the years. They worry that if this passes, then that's all, all going to be wiped out, and there's no guarantee a company will accept their yeah. energy. Yeah. Um, they cite California's prices going up. Uh, the other side cites Texas as prices going down. Sure. Uh, when I knock on doors, and, and mainly from people who move from the East Coast, totally opposed to it. Interesting. They're like, nope, our prices went up. People from Texas are like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. It's, there's just so much information out there. Yeah. And it's very important to understand who's backing all this on either side. And we can get into those numbers sure. if we have time. But um, it's an interesting process. It, it really is. And I don't think... I think this question is one where people would like it to be just cut and dry of, you know, Republicans are going to, if I'm a Republican, I'm going to vote this way. And if I'm a Democrat, I'm going to vote this way. And if I'm an independent, I'm going to do whatever I want. But this isn't something where it falls nice, clean. You know, it's not a moral issue, really. It's not, it's, it's an issue where we're like, okay, what is actually going to happen and that in itself is a dilemma because we just don't know. It's a roll of the dice either way, really, because like you said, in some places it has worked great. In other places, not so great. Here, here's what we do know. If voter approved, th see, this is not a legislator issue. This is voters. Right. Um, if approved, it automatically goes in the Constitution. Yeah. Here's what we do know. If it works, great. And there are some very, very smart people working on this right now in case it does get passed. The concern is if it gets approved and there's a butterfly effect, meaning that we didn't see something coming, mm -hmm. it's going to take two election cycles to get that out of the Constitution. Right. People say, well, just let's just make it a law. Let the legislators start working on it. And other people say, no, it's got to be put in the Constitution. If approved, uh, this has to go into effect by July 1st of 2023. Obviously, they gave the lawmaker some time to work out right, the problems. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm, I just worry that if, I don't know if you're old enough to remember, and I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> I do, I do. Okay. <laughs> uh, when the cell phone companies were just running rampant and they were making bad contracts with people, people were getting stuck in these contracts and they couldn't get out of them. That's what the, propon or the opponents worry about that, you know, Joe's Plumbing and Electric Company will come into town and just rip people off. Sure, And sure. we have to be aware of that because we know what can happen when it's 120 out and people don't have oh, yeah. power. Yeah, <laughs> it's not good. It's it's literally life-changing in this <laughs> life city. Ending. Life ending, yes, well, uh, yeah. So you mentioned a few minutes ago it's important to know who's backing both sides of this. We talk about that for a few minutes because I don't think people are even aware of that aspect of it um and i don't know if we're if we're helping people determine 
<laughs> I don't know if this is making things more muddy for everyone or if it's letting them say, okay, yes or no, one way or another. But talk about who's on each side of this issue a little bit, if you would. So real quick, um, the people who are for it, obviously, is uh, Nevadans for affordable, clean energy choices. Uh, they're leading uh, the campaign for this. We can also include the company Switch, Las Vegas Sands Corporation, along with Sheldon Addison. But just keep in mind that they left the grid. They paid right. a lot of money to leave the grid. Right. And so they have their own private, yeah. Uh, there are um, supporters. Um, Attorney General Adam Laxalt, our Republican governor. Uh, Michael. Not Wolf. yet. Not governor. yet. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I'm sorry. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. Sorry. <laughs> candidate. Yes. Uh, the lieutenant Republican governor candidate, Michael Roberson. Mm-hmm. Wes Duncan, who's running for attorney general. Uh, even U.S. Senator Harry Reid, retired. Uh, he's supporting this, or supporting question three. There's a whole list of, of companies. I'll just go through them. One of them, Walmart. Uh, I mentioned Switch. Nevada Data Mining, Go Solar, the Griffin Company, uh, Winnemucca Farms. They're the labor organization, uh, the Clark County Education Association, they're actually supporting it. Those who are against, um, to defeat question three, obviously, Nevada energy, energy, sure. Right? Uh, they are the biggest per, uh, opponent of it. We can talk about how much money each person has put into it. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. fairly significant amount of money I've put, put into question three. Well, your, your listeners are going to be surprised when I tell them the money spent in 2016 compared to right now. It's astronomical. Uh, a lot of the, the Democratic candidates are opposed to it. Um, a lot of unions are opposed to it. Uh, some businesses, again, Nevada Energy, the Harney Electric Cooperative, the Mount Wheeler Power. Again, the list just goes on and on and on. And it's it's one of those questions, Crystal, that people are just, we're here or we're here. Mm-hmm. And there's no middle ground. Sure. And because the way the question's written, there is no middle ground. Right. You it's either you're going to have it or you're not. Sure. Right. Um, in 2000, let me see if I can find my notes here. For this year just alone, um, the proponents of question three has raised over $19 million. Good okay. night. Those who are against it have raised $12 million. Wow. Okay. Now, when we look at the numbers of money raised in 2016, it's quite substantially less. And give me one second here. Um, it's... Of course, I'm wasting your time. Oh, here we go. Uh, for question three in 2016, they raised only three million, <laughs> <laughs> and those opposed only raised nine hundred thousand. Yeah. It's weird because the voters in 2016 voted to approve question three by a 72 to 27 percent margin. 72 of the voter 72 percent of the voters in 2016 said yep wow so now we come to 2018 and we see the millions of dollars being raised and spent and there's a lot of voter education going on right now right and i'll tell you just from my unscientific polling at the doors it's 50 50. yeah it really is it is such a hot topic that while knocking on doors it dawned on me i need to have a town hall meeting about this sure so a couple of weeks ago, I brought in experts from the Yes Camp and the No Camp. Yeah. 
I brought in assemblyman who's working on the the wording, and the questions were pretty intense. Yeah. And it was so successful that we're doing another one October 18th, uh, which all the information's on my website. Uh, and this time the the venue's bigger because <laughs> more people want to attend. Because like we start off, I said everyone's a ratepayer. Right. This affects literally everyone. Everyone. So, okay, let's uh, let's boil it down. You listed you listed different people who are on each side supporting each side, and to a degree, it's kind of obvious because if you're, I said it's not a Republican or Democrat issue, and it's not. Mm-hmm. But when you use words like deregulation, that tends to fall on one side more than the other. So obviously, you're going to have different groups just based on that factor alone. If you're thinking, okay, I'm against regulations, then you're going to fall to one camp. But same time it's more difficult than that so we can't just be like oh well if you're democrat you want to vote like this and if you're republican you want to vote like this and even if we were that wouldn't be fair because like you said it that's not how elections should work it shouldn't be oh they have the right letter after their name so that's why i'm going to vote for them that shouldn't be the way the issue works anyhow but because i believe that you are a wise man not because you're a candidate just from having you hosting town halls, you bringing in experts, you trying to learn about this yourself as a citizen because you're going to be looking at serving in the legislature. Where do you fall on this question? What do you see as being the pros or cons? Does one side ultimately outweigh the other in your opinion? I'm all for free market, sure. free enterprise. Love it. That This is what built our country. Um, who's got the best product at the right price and who's got the best customer service? Uh, I personally have not had an issue with my power. Um, when I first moved down here in 91, that was an issue, but they got rid of all that. Um, what concerns me is that they want to put it in the Constitution. Sure. If it was written in a way where it says, hey, we're just going to make a law, it's going to go into effect by this date, I'm okay with that. Because if the laws problem, can be changed. Yeah. If there was a problem, the governor calls a, a quick special session, we get up there and fix it and move on. Sure. I don't know if it's going to be that quick inside the Constitution. Mm -hmm. We know from watching federal politics that (laughs) once you open up that Constitution, anything can slide in there. That's exactly right. And we have to be careful of that. That's exactly right. Um, I'm hoping this second town hall meeting that I'm hosting on October 18th sheds a little bit more light. And one of the questions that I'll be asking, now I'm moderating this, so I try to stay out of it, even though I'm listening. Sure. Uh, one of the questions I wanted to ask is, if there's a problem, what's the process to change an article in the Constitution? This is going into Article 1 of the Nevada yeah. Constitution. Yeah. Inside Article 1, there's, I think there's 21 or 22 different sections there. And I just want to know, okay, if there's a problem, can we just go in there and fix it? Or does it have to always go back to the voters? Sure. Uh, it scares me. It scares me because neither side can give us a reasonable answer sure they just like everyone else they pick data that makes sense to them mm-hmm. that's going to sell and they present the numbers that back their view right sure so uh the only thing i can tell your voters and you and your listeners is you have to do your research go to the sites that you trust sure talk to the people that you trust to make your decision yeah it's this is not a willy-nilly ballot question We're like yeah i don't care and that would be why we have, what, close to $40 million right now going out? It's going to get even, yeah. it's going to get more intense. And we've seen the ads from both sides. We've seen uh, celebrities come out like they really know anything about energy, right? Yes. Uh, we've seen um, <laughs> uh, 
uh, that but great they flip one with houses. The teacher it's of the year. I mean, great. That's but awesome. What, what yeah. does he know about energy? <laughs> <laughs> sure. So sure. It's it really comes down to sitting down, talking with your family, your friends, and those you trust, and go, how do you think we should play this out? Yeah. And what I'm hearing from you, I think, reading between the lines, is if you had it, if it was written to Rich Fletcher's specifications, what you would say is, let's do this, but let's do it through the legislature and not through a change to the Constitution. Yes. Let's make it as a law. So if you could write the perfect script, that's how you would do it, right. rather than making it a constitutional issue, which the Constitution would still have to be changed because that is written in there, but do that through the legislature rather than through a ballot measure. And Correct. Is that something, though, that we can even do since it's written into the Constitution right now? That's See, I don't know enough about Nevada's state constitution. Growing up in Pennsylvania, I could talk all about that one. But this one, I'm still not uh, not where I should be. So From, from listening to the experts, um, if there's a problem, it has to go back to the voters for two election cycles. Yeah. Minimum four years. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay, well, now that we have told you everything you didn't know, I'm not sure you wanted to know about question three, <laughs> we could touch on the other questions. I don't know how much time I have with you here today. I'll keep you as long as you want to stay. Absolutely. But uh, we'll, we'll jump down to question six, and then we'll go back through and hit on the other ones. But six is kind of related to three. Uh, it says, shall Article 4 of the Nevada Constitution, here we go with the Constitution again, be amended to require, beginning in calendar year 2022, that all providers of electric utility services who sell electricity to retail con- uh, customers for consumption in Nevada generate or acquire incrementally larger percentages of electricity from renewable energy resources so that by calendar year 2030, not less than 50% of the total amount of electricity sold by each provider to its retail customers in Nevada comes from renewable energy resources. That's so many words to basically say, do you want uh, whoever is the electric company, whether it's just MV Energy or everybody else, depending on question three, uh, do you want everyone to have to have at least 50% of that energy coming from solar, wind, something renewable? Yeah, the renewables. Uh, Great ballot question. Uh, I actually am in favor of this one. Uh, because Nevada leads the nation in um, sunlight, sunshine. Yeah. I mean, think about we it. We have so much space yes. and so much sun. Right. <laughs> uh, we also um, have areas of the state that do nothing but produce wind. Sure. And so, yes, why not? Basically, if you've ever driven from here to Reno, oh. there's... <laughs> it's a boring drive. <laughs> I love Nevada, but that's a boring drive. You've seen all of this space, which could be used for renewable energy. And most of it isn't even technically, well, how shall I say this? If the government is going to be controlling our land anyway, why would we not use it to create energy? Nevada is in a very unique position. Um, If we look at the exportation of natural gas, Mm. um, which Nevada does, we also import energy. There's no reason. Nevada could actually lead the nation in renewable energy by taking a firm stance and go, you know what, we have all these resources, and you mentioned the federal lands. I'm sure we can get our hands on that to borrow the energy, if you yeah. will. Uh, but why not be set the standard? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm for this. The only thing that, if you look at the wording, it says by 2030. So what happens if we don't right. reach that percentage? Right. What happens if we're at 48%? Sure. Okay. But here's a deeper question. How much is question six related to question Mm -hmm. three? Now, are we going to have companies come in and say, because we have to meet this mandate? You have to, yeah. Right. 
And so I think that through sound contracts and building infrastructure, we can easily meet that mandate. We're almost there anyway. Sure. We really are. What uh, is the percentage now? Do you know? Yeah, it's it's got to be around 30% right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's not a problem. Sure. Um, so we're doing fine with that. That's a great question, and I think Nevada will accept that one. Yeah. Uh, because we all look around and say, this is dumb. Yeah. You know, why are we relying on other people? Why are we relying on other states to bring energy into Nevada when we can do it ourselves? Yeah. I and honestly, if you just look in the sky... Like, why are we relying on anything other than the sun when we have it? How many days of the year? Like 364? <laughs> uh, did, we, did it rain yesterday? 364 <laughs> and a half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, but, but and, and obviously there's issues of, you know, making sure that that is done correctly and making sure it's done well. But I, I would tend to agree on that one. We're already more than halfway there. And that's without all the development. I mean, it, it, the way technology just increases how quickly we can get things done and how well we can do them, I don't see any problem with, like you said, that being something we can do by 2030. I, I would caution, though, and obviously when elected, I'll be keeping my, my eye on this. If question six passes, which I think it will, uh, I'd be opposed to raising the, the cost of residential homes. Mm. Uh, because when you add this infrastructure into homes, that's going to increase the cost. Sure. And we already know Nevada has high... Sure. Uh, residential costs. And I'm just a little worried about that. Uh, I would leave it to the businesses to create the infrastructure first mm. to start generating that power. Yeah. Now, is, but that's not something that we're addressing necessarily no. with this question, no. though. That would be subsequent to whether or not it passes. Could be a order of fries with that, if you will. Sure. <laughs> Only if it's in and out, right? Uh, absolutely. Um, animal style. No, not on the fries. I don't do that on the fries. Just no, no. All right, so let's go back. We'll run through the other questions real quick. Those are obviously the two big ones. Question three, do we want to undo the monopoly that MB Energy has, put that in our constitution? Question six, do we want to require uh, solar power of at least 50 per or not solar, renewable energy of at least 50% for the whoever is providing us electricity based on whether or not question three goes through? And that's the key. It's for electricity. Yeah. And then... Uh, so let's, we'll just jump back to question one. Um, this has to do with crime. I'm assuming that you have a good answer on this one. So uh, it's, uh, it's basically, does, uh, should the legislature, um, should we remove existing provisions to provide certain statutory rights for crime victims and then in their place adopt expressly stated constitutional rights that crime victims may assert throughout the process? Absolutely. Listen, based on my experience there as a go. cop... Uh, <laughs> It seems sometimes the suspects have more rights than the victims. Sure. And through Marcy's law, this is going to change. Yeah. But and it sounds, uh, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on, because if you're just standing in the booth and this is the first time you look at these, you're like, I don't even know what that means. And if you read that as it's written, you're like, I'm removing rights for victims and then I'm giving them rights. Why do we, why do we need to even do that? Wouldn't it be nice for, a, unfortunately, a victim, but we have them. Wouldn't it be nice that if somebody was a victim, that they were always kept updated about the case, where the suspect is, if if he or she is convicted, where they're sure. housed, when sure. they're getting out? I mean, that would be nice. Uh, because not all crime is a property crime. A lot of it's violent. Yeah. And unless you've held a hand of a shaking victim, you never understand those feelings. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, let, let's approve this one and, and give more rights to victims. And I think as a cop, you, you kind of can talk about that authoritatively. A little bit. A little bit. A little All right. Bit. All right. So I'm going to uh, lump question two and question, I think it's five, no, not five, four. I'm going to put two and four together because they both do uh, deal with taxes. Should we uh, eliminate, essentially, the sales tax on various medical equipment, personal supplies, that sort of thing? Yes, no, maybe? Just remember this. When you eliminate... A tax base. Have to fill it from something you else. You have to fill it somewhere else. Sure. Um, I don't have the data in front of me of what they suggest or predict will be the savings to Nevada consumers, but any dollar we take away has got to be replaced. Yeah. So we have to be careful of that. Yeah. And listen, uh, my mom lives with me. She's 80 years old. Sure. Uh, and relatively healthy, healthy, thank God. But um, is there a need for some breaks? Absolutely, especially when they keep taking away Social Security. They keep cutting it. Right. They're cutting uh, Medicare and Medicaid. Uh, but we have to make sure that we just don't open it up. So if I go in and, and get an ACE bandage for a sprained ankle from yeah. Walmart, yeah. I mean, we have to be careful with this. Sure. And so I would like to see the medical field get involved and go, if approved, these devices could be eligible sure so and i think with these questions it's again comes back to maybe we should do something like this but maybe how it's written right here again dealing with the constitution at least for question four it's just such a broad stroke that maybe it's just too broad right maybe we should look at it for some things but like you said i probably don't need to walk into walmart and buy an ace bandage and not pay tax on it your 80 year old mother yeah, maybe we should be looking at giving her a tax break or not cutting her Social Security or a myriad <laughs> number of other issues. And but it could be we make the law that if it's a prescription-type item. Sure. Uh, let's say, uh, like my neighbor just had hip replacement. Yeah. So if she needs a wheelchair, uh, maybe a, a, break, <coughs> excuse me, a break on the rental of that sure. or a break on buying the walker. Mm -hmm. uh, these are all things that need to be looked at and definitely want to bring the medical field in, those experts to go, this is okay. This is, you know, we're not giving, yeah. we're not taking taxes off aspirin. Right. I, I, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And everyone, you should go online. This is very simple to look up. You can look up, you can see every question. You can look up the explanation and arguments from both sides. It's on ClarkCountyNV.gov slash election. You can, and you should go. You should go and you should read this. You don't have to read the full legal text of each one, but you can read arguments that are for and against uh, each one. You can even listen to it if reading is not your thing. They have audio options for arguments on, on both of them. All right, so last one, question five. This one, personally, I kind of like. But we'll see if you agree. All right, so question five is basically, so if somebody uh, contacts the DMV to change their address for their driver's license or their ID because they move, um, can then the DMV automatically partner with the Secretary of State's office and update their voter registration to reflect that change? As someone who has moved a lot, personally, I would find that to be of great service rather than, oh, here's another thing I need to go change my address on later but then again, you get into voter fraud and stuff like that, so I know. So what do you think What do you think about this question? Well, I'll start off by saying this. Um, in our country, voting is a right. Sure. But it's not a mandate. Sure. And great question, because just say we saw in the paper California... Uh, oh, they're registering illegals. ...wrongly classified 1,500 Correct. illegals. Yep. So we just had to be careful. Right. Um, 
I, I don't know if I like this law. I think that if somebody really wants to vote, they're going to make the effort. Um, or they have to prove U.S. citizenship. Sure. Um, it's so easy. Think about this. Nevada, a couple years ago, passed a law where it said illegal immigrants can have a driving license, right? Sure. Uh, because we want to get in that tax base as well, and we know they're driving. So, um, But that doesn't give them a right to vote. Correct. And I'm all for immigration. My wife immigrated from another country. We understand the process. We yeah. really do. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't take 10 years and $10,000 to become a citizen. Not anymore. Not, not anymore. And that's a totally different uh, subject. But when you have somebody that gets overworked like DMV workers, I mean, we see how sure. busy they are. We do. Yeah. You've sat in that uh, office for five hours. I just don't want to put them in a position of making an honest mistake. Sure. And registering somebody. And I'll tell you, and this is sad, there's a lot of people that when I knock on the doors, they have no desire to vote. They mm-hmm. have no desire to be registered. Mm-hmm. So now you're asking, that, well, not you, but the question's telling you, hey, go get your DMV stuff done and we'll automatically register you. And some people don't want to be registered. Sure. Now, is this a lawsuit waiting to happen? Absolutely. Yeah, I, and I think it could be. I probably don't see that side of it because of coming from Pennsylvania. We've had this my entire life. Like you go in... You're 16, you apply, and it says, oh, you can't register because you're not old enough. But if you go in later than that, it's automatically on the screen, would you like to register to vote? You just hit yes or no, and then you pick your party. And it it goes through and tests if you're, they have all your information, so they know then if you're a citizen. But you are correct. Here in Nevada, we have a huge um, burden, <laughs> shall we say, on our DMV workers. So there is that possibility, obviously. And there always is for voter fraud, but it could be an extra, an extra step. Or maybe not. And people have to make that determination of how they feel about it. It could be an extra step. And and don't get me wrong, I'm not totally opposed to it. Sure. I'm just looking at, okay, we approve it. What measures do we have to put in place to to ensure we're not registering illegal aliens? And that's fair. And then what's that going to cost the taxpayers? Sure. Sure. And there you have it. We've covered all six questions. Yeah. You know, it's... it's, We went around in a circle back and forth, but we got them all. Well, that's okay, and, <laughs> and, I, and I hope your listeners are a little less confused. Yeah. But I will say this, uh, having knocked on 6,000 doors and really love the process of meeting people, there's a lot of apathy out there. Yeah, there is. And I would ask people to shy away from that and get involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, early voting starts October 20th. Uh, it's a great way uh, to get that off your plate. And you know the Secretary of State just changed rules or the laws where you can vote anywhere you want now in Clark County. Yep. So if you're visiting somebody in Henderson, just stop in at a grocery store yeah. and, and vote. And I think that's a wonderful idea. Voting in Nevada is so simple. I've, I've referenced Pennsylvania a couple of times, so I'll just throw it in there one more time. There is no excuse not to vote no. here, in, in especially if you live in Clark County, anywhere in Clark County. There is a polling place pretty much on every corner right. that you can stop in and you can go in and vote. Where I come from, you get one day to vote. You have to be there between when you're supposed to be at work anyway. And if you miss it, you miss it. That's it. And you have one place that you're allowed to vote in. For me, it was literally a barn that was renovated to use for a polling place. And if That's you weren't awesome. there, it was cool. But it's so... It's voting in Nevada is so convenient. You have like, is it two and a half weeks, or is it two weeks? Two weeks? It's two weeks of early voting. Then there's a little break in there. Then that's right. There's November a November sixth. Yeah, so you get two whole weeks that you can literally go anywhere and vote. It's so simple. Listen, you could go buy your favorite 
ice cream yeah. barrel, whatever they call them, bucket. I go can tell vote. you're a great connoisseur of ice cream. Yes. <laughs> and then still drive home and eat the ice cream without being melted. That's how quick it is. It is. It's so and easy. Also and they give you really cool stickers here. Like with the skyline. You know, it's funny. Everybody it's awesome. on Facebook, they show them. I voted, I voted, yeah, I voted. Yeah, that's true. Which is awesome. Also, sample ballots will be coming out. Mm-hmm. I encourage your listeners to take a look at that. All six questions will be on right. there. Your sample ballot, depending on what district you live in, will have a list of all the federal offices, mm-hmm. the state, and the county, and the city if you live in, in Las Vegas city proper. So take a look at those. Don't throw them away. Yeah. Because those sample ballots are cool because they offer the pros, the cons, the point, the counterpoint, mm-hmm. and let you make the decision on all those. And for a lot of people, that's the first time they'll actually see who's on their ballot. And I get this question all the time. Who's going to be on my ballot? I don't know unless you live in my district. I mean, we can look it up together, but even then, unfortunately, uh, there are so many people that run that don't put out any information about who they are, what they believe, and what they stand for. And trying to find out is almost impossible until you get that sample ballot. So, <laughs> like the man said, do not throw that thing away. Use it to look at if there's races that you're like, I have no idea who these people are. Okay, well, now you have their name at least. Google, you might find a phone number, email. Right. That's what I did last uh whenever we voted in the primary, we had like 20 people running for one of the races in my primary. And I'm going, how on earth? So I Googled every one of them. The ones that I found contact information for, I emailed them. The ones that emailed me back or called me back, they were the ones that got priority. And then I narrowed it down from there. But you have to be willing to do some work. And that's your civic responsibility anyway. That's funny you said that. I know we're running out of time, but I did not have an opponent in my primary. So my name wasn't on the ballot. That's Friends, awesome. family, and donors <laughs> were calling me like, did you drop out of the race? I'm wow. Like, no. Wow. <laughs> Law says no opponent, no you name You don't get listed. Ballot. Sure. <laughs> Pretty funny. <laughs> well, let's hope that never happens to you again. Well, actually, well, I guess it's probably better that I way I would prefer you. not having an opponent. <laughs> Listen, uh, I've spoken with my opponent, and Crystal, you know me for a lot of years. Uh, we spoke uh, about our race, and we both agreed we're going to keep it clean. Yeah. We're going to talk about the issues, Yep. and I'll talk about me, she talks about her, and and I think people are responding. Mm-hmm. You know, you knock on the door, and they're like, ah, oh, more negativity. I'm like, no, dude, it's not like that. Yeah. Like, here's what I'm talking about. So uh, people are getting frustrated with the negativity, and mm-hmm. I think it, there's a backlash coming. Uh, so I'm very proud that I, you know, not only working hard, but keeping it clean. Yeah. Well... I appreciate you taking so much time to be here with us today and break down these questions so that people don't have to just watch an ad and be like, do I believe this teacher who I have no idea who he is or do I believe the property brother and I don't know which twin he is because they look so much alike. Right. So, Question three is, I've lived in Nevada for almost 30 years now and it's the hottest topic right now. It, it really is. is. It is. And listen, I'd really like you to poll your listeners because I'm sure they want a midnight sports uh, hey. show a christian base yes sports, sports. program yeah we could i mean we could we could just do we could sample it right now what what uh if you're going to talk about the vikings like that probably isn't going to go anywhere because this is when i talk on this show about sports it's about the broncos unfortunately it's been very sad <laughs> the past few weeks but i don't know if we can bring the vikings in here you can well, listen, i don't vikings. even know if i can let the raiders in and that's going to be hard for me in a couple yeah. years because they're going to be here and that's oh boy my Vikings, when I tell people that I'm a Vikings fan, they go, oh, that's nice. You don't hurt anybody. I'm like, no, we don't. <laughs> but let's talk about baseball. My Braves just there you lost. Go. That's terrible. I'm sorry. And I owe somebody a lunch now. <laughs> don't tell my wife. 
No. Uh, but no, there's we know uh, there's a lot of good people in sports. There are Drew Brees, for I example. I was just gonna, Drew Brees, class act. Great uh, guy. I was actually watching that game night, Me too. Uh, while studying for this, and I saw the pass where he set mm-hmm. the record. I'm like, that's awesome. And it was a phenomenal way to do it too. It just was like 64 yard pass, wide open. Wide. You open. knew as soon as he threw it, this is the one. That's right. No, but there's a lot of good people in sports. There's there a really lot of are. great stories. Mm-hmm. And what we always hear is he got arrested, they got arrested, he's kneeling, mm-hmm. you know, here's another charge. No, there's some good people out there. And, and let's be honest, who doesn't want to know a sports score? I'm That's sure true. some of your listeners are like, I don't want to know that. But <laughs> other people are like, did not know that. Yeah. Well, once your once your career in the assembly is over, pen, if you win, then I'm sure we'll have a spot for you here on the radio station to it's talk about sports. I, I'm sure it'll won't be for like 20 years, and I'll probably be gone by then. But you, because <laughs> I, I, you're just gonna keep moving on up. Like it's gonna be governor, then it'll be uh, Nikki Haley has has resigned from the UN. Maybe you'll end up there, and you just never know. It's funny. I somebody asked me the other day, like, "Hey, what's your next step?" And I said, "Stop right there." <laughs> I'm just focusing on this election yeah. and this district. Matter of fact, I'm wearing shorts, listeners, because as soon as I get done, I'm leaving here and go knocking on doors. I got a great golf tan going. <laughs> really do. <laughs> well, whether or not you win, thank you for your service to our state, to our city, both with the police department and now with just running is a public service, and I don't think that most people recognize how difficult it really is to campaign, no matter where you are in this country. Campaigning is not something that is is taken lightly or that can be done easily. Um, And having to put your family through something like that is really very difficult, far more than I think anyone would recognize. It is. It's uh, it's difficult. It's challenging. I'm learning a lot. The upside is I get to hang around my wife almost every day. We go knock on doors and, and we strategize. We compare notes. Uh, we make orders. We distribute those orders. I mean, it's just, listen, the bottom line is uh, I'm living the American dream. Yeah. In this country, uh, you have a right to run for office. Sure. And if you can do it. If I can do it. But yeah, <laughs> At least a few other people can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but in the end, like I told my kids when they asked me why I was running, mm. I said I'd rather be known as a guy that tried and failed sure. rather than that guy when I'm 90 going, man, I wish I would have. Yeah. So I can look back. Uh, obviously, I'm looking to win. I mean, we play to win, right? right? Sure. Uh, and I will do good things up there. But if God wills it that I lose, all right, what's the next adventure? That's Here exactly we go. Right. But it's always going to be community-based. Uh, I've always thought highly of community events and mm-hmm. getting people together and knowing that your dollar and my dollar spends a lot more than if we spent separately. Sure. So sure. but I'll, I'll say this. and You guys are doing wonderful things in the community. I know you're... Your long-term history, your long-time history with the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department and bringing in other groups to help you, keep doing that because you never know who you're going to reach. Uh, We don't know uh, who is going to hear a message that you put out, Mm -hmm. uh, but you just might save a soul. Well, thank you. We we appreciate you and we appreciate you and all the connections you've helped us build over the years has been uh, just a phenomenal... um, blessing to us to be able to partner with so many community uh, leaders and organizations and we we enjoy doing it and we wish you the best of luck in your race and uh, maybe we'll come visit you in Carson City sometime. I appreciate that I'm just going to throw this plug in. All right. Uh, Rich Fletcher running for Assembly District 12. Assembly District 12 which you probably don't live in but in case you do (laughs) now you know. If you have friends on the east side of town let them know. (laughs) 
thank you. Crystal. All right, thanks, Captain Fletcher. So now you know what is on the ballot. Now you know all about the ballot questions. Make sure you are registered to vote. Okay, today is October the eleventh. Uh, the standard registration closed this past Tuesday. Now, if you have not yet registered to vote, you need to do so um, uh, by uh, by registering in person at the election department offices, or you can go on the Secretary of State's website to do that as well. Okay, so there are several election department offices. Uh, there's one up in North Las Vegas at 965 Trade Drive. There is also one uh, down on Grand Central Parkway, 500 South uh, Grand Central Parkway. You can go to either of those offices to register in person. You can still do that. You can do that through uh, next. Tuesday. So you just have a few more days to be able to do that. If you would like to register online or you need to update your existing registration, you can do that on the Secretary of State's uh, website. So you just go to nvsos.gov. There's online voter registration. If you have a, uh, a, a driver's license or an identification card, from the state of Nevada, you can register online through the Secretary of State's office. This is the easiest way to do it. Uh, I would encourage you to get that done ASAP. If you don't have a driver's license, you cannot uh, you cannot register through uh, the online issue. You have to register in person at one of those election offices. But if you have an ID, it's not too late. Uh, you can register online. Just go to nvsos.gov, and uh, it'll take you right to, uh, you'll see, just click on the tab at the top of the website that says elections and then you click on registering to vote and that will take you uh, where you need to go. You can also just type in register to vote nv.gov. It's register to vote nv.gov, the, the word to. So register to vote, the letter N, the letter V for Nevada.gov. That'll take you right to an online voter registration portal. You can get that done. Uh, then uh, early voting begins very, very soon, uh, just less than two weeks from now. Next Saturday, early voting begins. Early voting will last for two weeks, and you can vote at any early voting site within the county. Uh, you will get the, the hours and days that those will be open will come in your sample ballot. I encourage you to check that out. Make sure you know who you are going to be voting for before you step into that voting booth. You don't want to be standing there and going, I don't know which to do. Uh, and So make sure you, you do that. Uh, the last day for an absentee ballot request uh, is coming up. That is going to be on October the 30th. And then um, after early voting closes on November 2nd. So early voting closes the Friday prior to the general election, which will, of course, take place on November 6th. But again, if you have not yet registered to vote, please do so. Exercise your civic duty, your civic responsibility, your civic right and privilege as an American by voting and you can't vote if you're not registered to do so again you can do so in person at the election department offices or it's super super simple to register to vote on the secretary of state's website you can just go to register to vote nv.gov uh, to uh, to register to vote you can also check your voter registration status there if you're like i think i'm registered but i'm not 100 percent sure you can find that out uh, by having that website as well register to vote nv uh, register to vote nv.gov 
uh, go check it out. Make sure you are set and ready for this upcoming election, which is coming so, so quickly. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. We appreciate you listening. This is KVXL 101.1 FM, Experience Liberty Radio from Liberty Baptist Church. Our Sunday morning services are at 930 and 1115. We would love to have you join us for those. Our open house Sunday is just over a week away. Looking forward to that and giving out some pumpkins and having some fun games and fun time with everyone. Hope you can join us this Sunday. Learn more about that. You can also visit our website at experienceliberty.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you back here tomorrow, same time, same place on KVXL 101.1 FM in Las Vegas.